if you place your importance on this, which is like appreciation, love, you know, it's like that, that is, that is enough. There's enough of that in everybody's life right now if they just took the time to look. What's up, beautiful people? You are now tuned in to the Mindset of a Hustler podcast, the number one place for millennials to develop their mindset and begin to unlock their full potential. This is your weekly no-bullshit dose of positivity and action steps to take to change your life. Let's get it. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Mindset of a Hustler podcast. This is episode 32. And today I have a special guest, Linnea Tai, who is the owner of Dark Moon, a Colorado-owned gemstone company. So Linnea, welcome to the Mindset of a Hustler podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And on International Women's Day, what a even more oh, special. Yes, super special. <laughs> Boss women today. I love it. So let, let's jump in into Dark Moon. Tell me a little bit about that company and kind of everything that's in it. Yeah, of course. Um, so I, I kind of like a little history is I studied apparel merchandising and marketing at CSU. Um, and after that, I started Dark Moon about five years ago. I originally started just making malas and then I branched out about like three years into my business um, teaching people. And I've been doing it full-time for two years now. And since then, I've made over 8,000 malas. And I've taught almost 12, I've taught over 1,200 people how to make them in, in those past five years. That is so exciting. Uh, you said two years full-time. So, but you didn't start it two years ago, correct? No, um, five years ago is when it originally I started it. And what were you doing alongside of that? So I, I helped open a meditation studio that was in Denver. And then I also, um, I was working at HelloFresh as a brand ambassador. So that was my most recent job uh, before quitting, which was honestly the perfect job because it gave me like so much experience about setting up, like mm -hmm. kind of just like hustling and making <laughs> making it work um, like in any kind of scenario and situation. And as much as I felt like I was like kind of selling selling my soul at the time it was all definitely definitely like a part of the journey to get me to where I am to be successful now how was that transition was it just like a cold cut I quit going full-time or or explain that little transition so I was planning to work the full the full summer because the summer was like the best time for um, events and everything like that and then quit after the summer but I came back from Costa Rica in May of 2019. And while I was there, I met this woman who owned her own jewelry company. Uh, she traveled to like Chile and Ecuador and was getting all her stones from different places. And everything else she sold in her store was made by her friends. And to me, that was the first time I really saw somebody living out my personal dream, I guess. Um, so basically when I came home, I had no plan and two weeks after I came home I put in my two weeks notice and wow. just jumped off the cliff um and I think I could have made a million excuses to keep using it as a crutch I did it in May I didn't have an exact plan but it was kind of just it was like the 
<laughs> kind of like um, built a lot of like the foundation of doing it on my own because even when I at that time didn't have events or things like that, I would just go set up in the parking lot at Red Rocks. I would- wow, that's awesome. Setting up at Red Rocks, that's brilliant. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. So let's go back five years ago when you had the idea of Dark Moon. Where did that inspiration come from? Like, what, were you always interested in stones, uh, malas? How how did it come about? Totally. Um. So I yeah, I've always been interested in like gemstones and things. A lot. A lot of people would just consider weird. I guess you could put that <laughs> general quotation. It's around. in now. It's the hot. Yes, exactly. But I studied apparel merchandising and marketing. So I went into the idea of owning my own jewelry business, but I actually didn't know what it was going to be. Sustainability, making minimal waste and having creative freedom are the main things that were important to me going into it. After that, I backpacked Europe and then I came home and saved for seven months. And then I backpacked, solo backpacked Asia for three months by myself. And um, right before that, my sister actually gave me my very first mullet and I wore that every single day of my backpacking trip. And I came home and maybe two weeks later, it was kind of crazy. I met a teacher and then I met a supplier like one week after that. And I've been like, working with the same woman for five years. Wow. So like, we all kind of found each other at the right time. It's insane. No, I love hearing stories like that because the more I, I talk to people that have created their own business that comes strictly from passion and something that, something that they care for, the people come, you know, like it's almost like that route is completely opened. Once you know exactly what you want to do, it's, it's just there. Literally. Like even when I went to uh, create my website, like I had a friend who just let me trade him brace a couple bracelets and he built out my entire website, which I still wow. use the use of that design now. So it's kind of, yeah, like the universe conspires for you when you're when you're following your path I think definitely what does dark moon mean to you where does that name come from dark moon actually started out in in Europe it was my a tag so street art was like how actually I started uh with dark moon Uh, my best friend and I were in Italy and we had started seeing the same tag all over Europe in every single different country it's one up it's the letter one and then up and her and I originated that name as like we kind of wanted like traveling changed my life and I never thought about doing it before going to Europe and after that we're like well we want our tag to take over the world so we started that tag and like one of my favorite memories is someone I met in Barcelona maybe like five months later he was traveling in northern Thailand and he found one of my tags in a rural a rural rest stop that like you could only like when I went there I was riding in a bus with a monk like in a three-person van like it was like super small so it was like pretty insane like kind of what I had hoped for like kind of happened which was pretty cool wow I love it the first time that I heard Dark Moon was when you uh came to one of our events which was last year literally like today last year exactly one year but yeah I mean I looked into it because dark moon itself has a very I almost want to say like mystical sound to it and Mm -hmm. and it flows you know perfectly with your business and and what you're trying to do one of your main products is Amala and I don't think a lot of people really know the significance of it I know a lot of people have it because 
like I said, it's it's the new thing and, and it's cool now, but there's a very specific significance to it. And I was hoping you'd share it with our listeners. Yeah, totally. Um, So what I, I really love, one of many things I love about Malaz is it has like a super ancient history to it. Um, so 108 is the number of beads that is on it. And then I tie about 115 knots into every single mala. And then from that 108 is also the same number that's actually on a rosary, which is like kind of shows that it's significant across lots of many different cultures and religions. Uh, but Amala originally stems from uh, Hindu, Hinduism and Buddhism. The real, real purpose of Amala is really just to focus your mind on me- meditation. So every morning I set my intention, I sit down with my mala, I do one mala meditation with that intention. So it kind of, for me, is like, makes it a lot less pressure uh, on meditating. It's not like you have to do it. There's not like a certain amount of time or like you have to shut off your mind or whatever it kind of is. It's just like a tool to help your mind focus. And then another thing with malas is um, it helps balance your chakras. So it's gonna, every gemstone is gonna correlate to a different energy center in your body. And then either the color or the description of the gemstone can also correlate to that. So a lot of times when people are looking for certain intentions or things, um, you can pick different gemstones to correlate to that. Um, And then also like the last kind of, to me, like overarching thing of a mala is, um, so before I make a mala, I always set my intentions, whether it's for somebody or I'm just making it. Mm -hmm. And then every time I tie a knot is when you remember that intention. And then afterwards, um, when the person gets their mala, they set their, they have, it comes with a whole intention setting prompts and you set your own intentions for it. And then every time you look at that, it's a reminder where you are, where you're going, what you're trying to accomplish right now in your life. Yeah, I made my own mala. I think I was a senior in college and it was, yeah, I was in the integrative healthcare program at Metro and we all got together and we had this get together and someone taught us how to do it. And and it was, I mean, that's where I learned all about that. And I still have it to this day and I I still use it. And uh, I was going to ask you if you kind of have one mala that you use solely or you have different ones depending on how you're feeling or because I mean you make them so you must have like hundreds <laughs> no actually I only I only have three malas the first mala that my sister ever gave me I have restrung it into a, a new mala I have the one I'm wearing now so black is really good for like protecting your energy and negativity so like especially when you're doing a lot of like working with other people, things like that. You always want to make sure your energy is protected. So I use that one a lot. And then I have a lighter one that goes more to the upper chakras. We could do like a whole episode on each gemstone and the (laughs) But I wanted to hear about your favorite gemstone, um, if you had one or at least two or three and and why. So that actually changes a lot for me. And I think um, like my favorite gemstone, I guess, like if I kind of had to choose one would be amethyst. And to me, it's because that stone, me too. And that stone, A, reminds me of my mom because that's like, it's super associated to her. And B, the mala my sister gave me before I went to Asia was all made out of amethyst. And that to me, it was like something that kind of changed my life everything about the whole experience so I really love that stone um but also to me like kind of where I'm at within it will always kind of change to me like what I'm attracted to dependent on where where you are in your life so sometimes 
I'll be super attracted to more like Yellowstones or that's more of like your personal power. Or if maybe you're going through something a little more like emotional, it might be something that's going to be more on like the cool colors that I'll be attracted to. Um, so as cliche as it sounds, it's like really sometimes the gemstones that attract you are are like surprisingly things that you need in your life. If someone is a beginner to gemstones and, you know, they want to get into finding stones or buying a mala, what is, in your opinion, the best avenue to learn? Yeah, I think the easiest way and for me, like the easiest way to kind of think about gemstones was looking at the different chakras and how the colors associate to it. Um, so say, you know, right now I'm kind of experiencing a lot of fear and anxiety. And this is kind of like a common theme kind of during COVID in the past like year is like a lot of fear and anxiety, the unknown, um, just your safe, general safety and security. That's all going to be associated to your root chakra, which is going to be red. So like, you know, maybe you would be wanting to incorporate red stones into what you're looking for, or you would want to use like agates and more grounding stones. But say you're um, maybe in like, you've had a lot of trauma and you're kind of doing some inner child healing or things like that. You would want to do more things like associated to your heart. So you could use the color green. You could do fine stones, you know, simply that kind of go with that. Or another like a uh, very brief example is like, maybe you just got out of a relationship or you're doing a new, a new venture in your life, things like that. That is going to be associated to your third chakra, which is the solar plexus, which I was just talking about is your personal power, which is the color yellow or would be tiger's eye or things associated along those lines. So kind of, I would say first looking at, and it's a lot of things because like we don't, not everyone like assesses their emotions and how they're really feeling and what's really going on in their life so even just asking yourself a couple questions of like what am I seeking what's going right in my life what's going not going well and what am I looking for like moving forward um, and then just maybe coming up with a couple words and then narrowing that down to looking at the gemstones yeah I, I think that's a really big point there because I almost feel like because it is such a like a cool thing to have now that the meaning behind it kind of drifted away whereas someone could get something like amethyst for example because it, it is seen like a powerful especially female presence stone but maybe at that individual you know isn't seeking that personally or isn't really what they need um and it kind of drifts away from the actual meaning of this stone is is meant to heal you in this sense yeah like kind of like the the message kind of can get lost in translation and that's like for me why I always try to because of that thing exactly as I try to include as much information as I can for the customer about every gemstone they've chosen and more like what a mala is so it can give a little more than just like it's like pretty or I've kind of seen a lot of people with them or things like that definitely in the five years that you've had dark moon and you've gone through this journey, what has been probably one of the most moving experiences that you've had? I think that for me, like uh, a really pivotal, pivotal like moment for me was last year when I hired my first employee, because since then it really made me realize that like, I'm no longer just doing this for me, like in, and my dog, it's like, I have someone who's also counting on me and who believes in me. And I'm also like kind of doing it for my community. And after since then, since October, I work with 
uh, an eight-year-old creative apprentice every Friday. So she comes over to my house and she helps me too. So I think being able to see like how I can actually empower people and support other people through what I'm doing has like, it's so much more than just like making jewelry. And also it's like in every, honestly, like in the 8,000 pieces I've made, I could probably tell you every single piece of jewelry I've made and who, who it's gone to. Wow. Yeah, so I have like a very um, special connection to everything I do. I'm not just doing it to, you know, like make a quick buck. That doesn't drain your energy? Um, I've also been like tried to become very good at figuring out how to, you know, just be like a vessel for people. Like I don't need to necessarily like solve anybody's problems, but I can offer like my piece that I can to on their journey. Wow, that that's pretty powerful that you can remember eight thousand, and that's just—I mean—that's just the beginning. You're yeah, you're gonna take off from here. So, I I am excited to hear in you know five more years that you still remember. <laughs> uh, last question for you is: What does being a hustler mean to you? I think being a hustler to me is not living for anybody else, and also to me, like in a mantra I use every day is I trust myself and I trust the universe. So like, I know that I can make whatever happen, whatever I need to happen. And like the universe is also co-creating with me for that. Also being a hustler is just like doing what you have to do to make your dreams become a reality. And to me, it's like, you know, doing what I do is I don't regret any day of my life anymore. I used to always like, feel like I was wasting my time or like not really make doing what I came here to do on in this earth but I feel like yeah to me like yeah being a hustler is just knowing walking your path and staying true to who you are and doing anything to make your dreams know that you can make them happen and you're not just doing it for you and you're doing it for other people too definitely no I I love that love that experience (laughs) How can people get in contact with you? How can they purchase one of your malas or jewelry pieces? Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, through my website, which is darc-moon.com, darkmoon.com. I also have Instagram at darkmoon underscore. I also do workshops all over Colorado. And this year I'm actually expanding to other states. So I have one in Idaho and Oklahoma already booked. You can also in Colorado uh, find Dark Moon at eight different stores in five different cities. So in Longmont, uh, Denver, Grand Junction, Montrose, and Fruta. And then also through the website, I can do any type of custom orders. And also I'm doing one-on-one sessions with people more. And so those are all ways you can find me and contact me. No, I love it. No, definitely check out Dark Moon and the custom pieces. I have mine. I wear it every single day. I saw I <laughs> so I really appreciate you being on this podcast. Uh, I learned a lot about you and just your business business in general. And I hope our listeners were able to take something in when it comes to just gemstones in general and Thank have you. that avenue to connect with you as well. Yeah. And the last thing um, I also want to mention is in the next few years, my my goal is to open up a retreat space on the Western Slope. So keep an eye out for that. On the move. <laughs> so exciting. What? Yeah. I'm excited. Well, once that gets going, we're going to have to get you back on to talk about that because that's going to be a whole other experience and journey. Totally. That is very exciting. Well, 
Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in and we are out.